This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we are joined by author Tiffany DiBartola. Uh, she's here to talk to us about her newest book, her newest graphic novel, uh, Grace, the Jeff Buckley story. Tiffany, how are you? I am good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk about your newest book. I mean, it is absolutely groundbreaking. Um, for our listening audience, I was wondering if you could tell us um, what led you to do the project and what kind of, I guess, was the birth of this idea that you had? Because this was just an amazing, amazing story. Um, what was it that led you to tell this story? Well, it's kind of a crazy story how it came to be because I actually I'm a, I'm a writer, but I write fiction, I write novels, um, and I was just a huge Jeff fan. And my first novel um, was called God Shaped Hole, and I wrote that after Jeff died um, because I was just such a huge fan of his, and I was so heartbroken that he died that I I literally sat around for nine months listening to Grace and writing this this made up story um, based on the music. And once the book got published, um, his mom actually, it somehow found its way to Jeff's mom. And so when the publishers of Grace, the graphic novel, um, went to her and said, we want to do a graphic novel about Jeff, um, she said, well, I want this person to write it. Um, and I had never written a graphic novel before. I didn't even read graphic novels. So I had to do a lot of homework um, before before I said yes to um, this book. But like I said, I'm such a huge Jeff fan that I, I ultimately couldn't turn it down. Absolutely, absolutely. And a graphic novel is, I mean, it's definitely a unique medium to tell a story. What was it that drew you to um, just using a graphic novel as the vehicle to tell the story? Um, well, I mean, that's re- really what I was hired to write. And I think w- the reason why they thought Jeff's life um, would make a good graphic novel is because he was so alive. I mean, he just, he had this personality that, and this spirit that was just so full of life and energy. And I think that really lends itself to, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know exactly what a graphic novel is, it's basically a literary comic book. So, um, so to kind of put Jeff's spirit into that genre um, worked perfectly. Absolutely, absolutely. Were you able to tell the story exactly how you wanted, and were you able to, to get out all the points that you wanted to um, through this graphic novel? I think so. I think the interesting, interesting, interesting thing about writing um, a book like this is that you have so so much. There's so much room to be creative and to explore, and I really didn't want to do something that was just your basic biography, because you could go on Google or Wikipedia and find out all the basic information about Jeff, um, but I wanted to capture his spirit and and capture the this sort of thing that he had where he just inspired people. Um, and so that was really my goal when I was writing the book is like, how can I get his spirit onto this page and, and, and really show the world how many people have been changed and inspired by his work? Absolutely. Absolutely. You hit on some, some amazing points there. I wanted to ask you now when you were, uh, actively writing this story and, and crafting and putting it together, 
Um, what was or what were some new revelations that you, I guess, discovered about Jeff? Because I know that, you know, like you said, you had done uh, work on him before and he's, you know, an artist that you, you really closely relate to um, and that you love. Um, were there any new revelations that you found out about him as you were doing this work? Oh, so many. And I think the the most magical thing that I discovered was I, I was fortunate enough to be able to work directly with his mom on the research of this book. And that meant um, she trusted me with his journals. Um, so I, I basically got to read his journals from high school up until he died. And what I learned from that was how focused he was and how inspired he always was. I mean, he would make these lists in his in his journal about you know by the time I'm this old I'm going to have accomplished a b and c and by the time I'm this old I'm going to have done this and I'm going to write one song every day for 365 days and you know all this stuff and and as I was reading these I realized wow he did everything he said he was going to do and that's I mean, how many people can say that about their lives? <laughs> you know, exactly. he, yeah. he had these goals and he just accomplished them step by step. And it was so inspiring to read that. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was definitely um, a man that was, you know, just amazing and so ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, when people read this, this, this graphic novel, what's the biggest takeaway that you want them to get from it? Um, you know, I hope that they really do feel that magic, that they read it and they think, wow, he he was a one-of-a-kind individual who had a huge impact on on art and music and, and people's lives. And hopefully it will lead them to his music if they don't know it already, because all, ultimately that is the greatest gift that he's left behind is, is his records. Yes, his legacy, um, his music, his legacy is is cemented in, you know, the vaults of time. And, I mean, he has stood the test of time. His music still touches millions, you know, despite his, his passing. And I yep. think that that's the wonderful thing about music is is you feel so connected to a person that you've, you've never even met. Many of us have never even met. Um, but because the songs are so powerful, they resonate with so many people and they continue to, you know, just – enrich the lives of so many people, you know, the people that are, are left living, you know. Exactly. I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head for why we all love music so much, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it, was it difficult for you to find um, an author, excuse me, an artist that could translate the, the, the images or the, the pictures to your words? Because I know that as an author, you know, you're an artist yourself. Um, but sometimes it's hard to find an artist that can kind of, I guess, match the, the words that you're saying with a, a visual image. Um, did you find it particularly hard to find somebody that could help you carry out this this project? Definitely. Um, I think that that was sort of the hardest part of the whole project. And the, the publishers were obviously more involved in that than I was, uh, um, but they would bring different artists and different styles to me and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we all kind of had to agree on it. And we all luckily sort of felt like, you know, there were a lot of people that were submitting their work and nothing felt right for a really long time. But once, 
once we got the work from the people that ultimately did it, we were just like, oh, that's it, that's it. You know, it was pretty obvious once we saw his work that he was going to get it right. Absolutely, absolutely. The um, the imagery is just amazing, and I mean, it really uh, just the story along with the the words really, really suck you into um, the book. I know this is probably a weird question, but uh, looking back at the finished product, are are you happy? Are you pleased with everything? Yeah, I love it so much. I really do. It really it moves me. It's funny because I'd finished the book. I finished the text a long time ago and then it took quite a while for the illustrator to do his work. So by the time I got um the finished product and read it, it was almost like I was reading a completely fresh book that I had nothing to do with, you know? Like I I read it almost like like an innocent reader and it felt really magical to me. Absolutely, absolutely. The process of writing this, what was it like for you? Was was it particularly arduous or did it come rather easy? It was very arduous, actually, because I'm basically a fiction writer. So um, to have to kind of focus on story details that were true was really hard for me. <laughs> that was the hardest part. I mean, I'm kind of the kind of person who makes things up in my journal just because that's how fiction-oriented I am. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> How was it working with um, Jeff's mom? Because I know that his mother, you know, worked, you worked very closely with his mother to help bring this this story to, to life. How was it working with her? Oh, she's amazing. She is one of the most inspiring and strong women I've ever met. She's just incredible. The way she's She's dealt with his legacy and and made sure that nothing um, that that she doesn't believe Jeff would want out there has gotten out there is really it's really great. I mean, he's his legacy is lucky to have her for sure. She's she's an incredible woman and I'm still super close with her. Um, We obviously bonded a lot in, in the making of this this book. So. Absolutely. Would you say that um, this story was particularly like cathartic for her in a way? Um, I I mean, I can't imagine what she deals with, you know, being, you know, his mother and and him not being here, you know, any longer. Um, Was there a sense of catharsis for her? You know, I don't know. I feel like it has to be really, really hard for her. I, I, I can't imagine that that it ever gets easier. And hopefully these kinds of projects that keep his spirit and memory alive help her heal. But who knows? I mean, I don't know how you would ever get over that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know uh, either. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, It's really, it's hard. And I mean, that was something that was, that was definitely on my mind as I was working on the project was like, you know, how can I do her justice by doing him justice? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I want to transition for just a second. You know, we live in, in a world, you know, of, of film and uh, a lot of people, uh, they, they love to go watch movies. I'm included. And mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of books are being turned into films. Um, if you were approached about, you know, your graphic novel being adapted into, you know, a feature-length film, how would you feel about that? Oh, I would love it. I think it would make a really great film. And I know um, Jeff's mom has has talked on and off over the years 
to filmmakers who have been interested in making um, making just life into a movie. So I'm, I would love to see that happen. I think I think it could be a really amazing project. And this particularly because there is an element of fiction woven through it that I think could make it really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I say the same. I mean, uh, you know, with the success of Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, right. You know, we've got Rocket Man coming out, I think, in four to five months. I mean, music biopics are, you know, they're in right now. And so. Right. Jeff, and Jeff, and what's interesting about it, too, is that Jeff isn't, wasn't a household name. You know, he's not Elton John and he wasn't Fred, Freddie Mercury. So um, the idea of a whole new generation like discovering his music, I think could be the best thing that that we would want from this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he uh, Jeff has uh, some amazing fans, fans from all over the world. There are a lot of people that haven't heard Jeff's music, and I feel like that is something that we all have to work on. And I love this yeah. book for that reason because this book, I think, you know, for the people that don't know about Jeff Buckley, it introduces him you know, to them. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I mean, you can just never have enough music in the world. I mean, music really does. It transcends race, ethnicity, sexuality, music unites us. And so. Right. I I mean, music has saved my life many times. (laughs) Me as well. Me as well. Um, Speaking of which, I know that you're a huge Chef Buckley fan. Um, What is, what is it that initially drew you to to him and to his music? I think it was his voice initially. Um, I mean, he he had the, the voice of an angel. And I remember the first time I heard Grace, I was on a plane and I was flying. It was like in the middle of the night, I was flying across the country and I literally started crying. And my boyfriend at the time was sitting next to me and he was asleep and he woke up and I was sobbing hysterically and he was like oh my god what's wrong what's wrong and I'm just like you have to listen to this song <laughs> so <laughs> he's like oh phew like I thought the plane was crashing <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> hey, hey, it happens it happens <laughs> yeah so I mean it was just his voice just hit me so hard I mean there's so much authenticity and truth and and just I don't know love and hope and everything in his voice that I love in my singers. So um, I just I I was sold on note one. Absolutely, absolutely. He is uh, his voice was spellbinding. Yep. I mean I know that's not a word that you usually associate with music, so to speak. You're normally oh, for, for film, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely spellbinding. Um. What's on the horizon for you? I know that this book will be released uh, April 30th, so it's right around the corner. Um, are there any other projects that you're working on that you could tell us about? Um, yeah, so this this comes out in April 30th, and I just finished an, my third novel, um, which is called Sorrow, um, inspired by the song by The National. <laughs> um, so oh, wow. you, I get all my inspiration from music. Um, I just finished that and turned it in, so I can't imagine that will hit the stores and probably maybe early next year. Uh, but uh, that's that's it. And I also run an indie record label called Bright Antenna, so um, that's my day job, and that keeps me really, really busy. 
That is absolutely amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. (laughs) I basically have three jobs at the moment, but it's okay. I love, you know, I love music. I love books. So I couldn't imagine doing anything else, but I don't sleep much. I completely, completely (laughs) understand. I wanted to ask you, how can our listeners um, uh, get in touch with you and kind of keep abreast of what you're working on? I know that you've got your indie record label and, um, do you do social media or are you I do do social media. I'm on all social media platforms. I'm probably most on Instagram. So if you look me up under my name, you can follow me. You can DM me. Um, same on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. You can you can message me. And um, I I always respond to everything, every message I get. So um, that's the be- definitely the best place to reach me, both of those um, social medias. Awesome, awesome. Tiffany, um, thank you so much for, you know, coming uh, coming on our show today. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. I'm all out of questions, but um, I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for having me and for giving me a platform for this book because I'm really excited about it. So I hope the listeners buy it and love it. Absolutely, absolutely. I know that for a fact that people will love this book. It's, it's amazing. Um, I'm actually – looking forward to actually purchasing a copy and, and oh, having it myself. I, I did get a chance to, um, to to read a review copy, but it was only like the first 10 pages. And so it, it wet, it was able to wet my appetite. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, so I definitely plan to, to purchase a copy myself. So. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Tiffany. And thank you so much. Um, this was amazing. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You as well. You as well. Bye-bye.